0: Let's go, 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 and we're live, guys. Welcome to another episode of Good Morning Crypto Only here on Tech. We are, of course, broadcasting live straight out of Stockholm, Sweden, and we do this show each and every day at 8 a.m. Central European Time. Guys, I come to like an atomic clock each and every day. Today, we have massive news for Bitcoin, because I think that Bitcoin will go absolutely nuts this week when we have the election results more or less, more or less counted. It looks right now very, very tight between the both candidates. We have Joe Biden, Donald Trump, you know, Sleepy Joe and Orange Man, very, very tight. And you know that the odds for Trump have uh, increased uh, dramatically. If you look at the prediction markets, it's just pumping. The Trump coin is pumping the futures for Trump. We're gonna discuss that. We're gonna discuss why I think Bitcoin is looking very bullish, very, very strong. Strong, stronger than I expected. Way, way stronger than I expected. Also, unfortunately, we do have some more fud about hobby because more and more funds are flowing out of hobby. We will be talking about that, if you have funds on hobby, guys, be be careful, be careful right now, we're gonna go into some alls. we're gonna really talk about the true winner of the election, because you know it is Bitcoin, no matter who wins, who loses, it's still Bitcoin that is the winner, because you have to understand that the Fed is gonna print either way, whether the Biden camp wins or Trump camp, it's still gonna be the Fed who's gonna do the printing, alright, and all in all, it doesn't really matter, to be honest, for me it doesn't really matter, I don't think it really matters in terms of anything on the broader, on the bigger picture, whoever wins. But the most important thing right now is that we do have some kind of uh, process that is not too long in terms of deciding the winner. That's gonna be most, most important. But anyway, guys, we're gonna go deeper into that. We have important news also about Ethereum 2.0, which has to do with this smart contract for deposits that have been announced. I think it is launched. It's still not really clear, but they have said on GitHub, hey, we're ready to go for main engine start, but still it's not completely completely too clear, they are speaking in Riddles, the Ethereum developers, exactly what's going on, but probably today, or next week, we're going to have the deposit contract. We're going to discuss that as well. But guys, it's a lot. It's a lot today. Welcome everyone who is watching live on ivans.com slash live. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to smash the like as soon as possible. Smash the subscribe button, the bell button, and click all. You click the bell button, and then you click that you want all notifications. Why? Because YouTube otherwise will never tell you about this very important crypto content. They don't send out notifications for crypto content. So if you want to stay informed about the crypto markets, about what's going on in the crypto land, in the land of magical, amazing, coins you have to click subscribe bell button and all that's the only solution because you have to have a very serious talk with youtube and tell him Hey, YouTube, send me all notifications. And that's the only way to do it by clicking subscribe, bell, and then all. That being said, also, I see the chat rolling on Ivantech.com slash live or all of you guys who are watching live. Welcome, 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 welcome. How are you all doing this fantastic Wednesday? Time flies like crazy. I do see big boy pants. I do see big strong guys. I do see also pumpkins. I do see a few pumpkin pants as well. Very, very nice. I see Jason Wu. I do see Eric Hussman. I do see Krisha, Miguel, Francis, Cryptostall, I do see Edwin. Kana Crypto Dude Doors, Crypto ver- Welcome, welcome, welcome. Toby Wan, I do see Lego Boy. Let me know exactly where you're from. As always, big shout out to Nate for doing the timestamps like an atomic lock, as always. Uh, I do see Jim, yo, 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 what's up? So good, so good to see so many of you here. So let me know exactly where you're from and what you're drinking. Black coffee, no milk, no sugar, as always today. As always, as always. Now, before we go into the markets, I just want to highlight this very important piece of fad that we cannot look past. And that is the fact that almost. 60,000 Bitcoin have been withdrawn from Hobby and Binance over the last few hours, okay? It has to do with the China news we discussed yesterday. If you haven't seen the video from yesterday, go and watch it. It's very important because I think big things are happening in China right now. They are weeding out exchanges. Why? Because they want to have their own version of Bitcoin, which is basically a coin backed by Bitcoin, but the Chinese government can control. And they don't want to be left behind on Bitcoin innovation, on Bitcoin revolution, but also they want have to have full control, just like with the internet. So I think that exchanges that are in that region right now, today, in 2020, 2021, uh, will be struggling. Okay, And something is going on. We don't know exactly what, but we do see on chain that 60,000 Bitcoin have been withdrawn from Hobby and Binance. Over the last few hours. So, something is going on. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Now, in terms of the election, let me refresh this is what we're seeing right now. It's very close right now. Uh, you know, when I went to bed, uh, Sweden time, evening Sweden time, um, you know, we didn't really think that this is going to be this close because, you know, the polls and everything, but the polls are always wrong, <laughs> as you know, as you know, but this is very close. This is very close. And uh, this is going to be very important to follow today, 100%. The result does not really matter who wins. In terms of the markets, but it's just that we do have someone, okay? That's very, very key. And most important also is that, you know, the stock market and Bitcoin have basically been negatively correlated over the past week, all right? This is quite interesting, because we do see quite significant decoupling over Bitcoin and S&P 500 futures, which is, of course, key. Now, as I showed you, the Trump coin, which is basically Trump futures, pumping like crazy. And they did start pumping approximately midnight Sweden time. So approximately eight hours ago, we did see this tremendous pump. Uh, Really, this big candle came six hours ago. So why is it so? Well, because now more and more people are realizing that this is going to be way closer than they thought. Just like in 2016, everyone thought that Hillary is going to win. Now everyone kind of thought that Biden's going to win until, until six hours ago when consensus completely shifted, you know, until six hours ago, it was basically, yeah, 0.3, 0.4 for Trump. And now it is zero. It went all the way to 0.8 almost. And now it is 0.736. So you see these kinds of coins. How do they work? Basically, it is futures that settle to one dollar when we have a winner. So as long as we don't have a winner, this coin trades freely on the open market, so you can sell it, you can buy it, and market forces are deciding the price of this coin before we have a winner. So market forces right now say that this coin is worth $0.7, meaning that if you buy it, you think that Trump is going to win and you buy it, you can earn uh, basically three cents for each such coin, because this thing gonna go to one dollar if if Trump wins. So this is how these prediction markets work. If Trump loses, this is gonna go to zero, so you lose everything. So it's quite interesting, because also we do have these decentralized prediction markets, you know, which are also very exciting because it's a smart contract that decides everything. You think that Biden's gonna win, you put in money, you get Biden coins. Or you think that Trump is gonna win, you put in money into smart contract, you get Trump coins. And the smart contract, through oracles then knows who wins and everyone who voted wrong <laughs> who have the wrong coins of the wrong candidate they don't get anything back from the smart contract because their coin goes to zero basically you know they don't have any rights to the money in the smart contract and all the money goes to uh, goes to people who voted correctly who Chose the correct coin. I mean it's quite exciting what you can do on chain, on chain. But this is FTX, so as far as I know, this is centralized. Uh, but anyway, quite 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 interesting to see in real time the prediction markets in crypto for these kinds of things. Now looking at the markets, we see the following situation with Bitcoin: 2.7%. We do see ETH 2.4%, we do see XRP 2.2% we do see Bitcoin Cash, B cash minus 0.1%, we do see link minus 0.1%, we do see BNB minus 1.2. Looking at the biggest pumpers today, we do see Ample above a dollar, very nice. We do see energy web token 10%, we do see Decred 6%, not a lot, not a lot of uh, pumpers, you know, it's, it's quite calm in the markets right now. Basically, we're just looking at Bitcoin, we're just looking at ETH, and everything else, it's nothing spectacular, 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 there's happening in the top 100 at least. So that's what, what's going on there. Uh, stock market, actually quite bullish yesterday. This is also very interesting that the stock market comes into the election with confidence. Maybe they thought that uh, Biden's gonna, gonna have a bigger lead, which he had before before the election actually started and votes started to get counted. Everyone thought way, way, way more strongly for Biden. Now it's not that, that clear. Uh, so maybe it will dump today because you see, maybe they thought there's gonna be Biden uh, and they voted for Biden through investments uh, because that is how markets work you know when they see something that is playing out and they become bullish of course more people are investing more funds are investing and we're gonna see how it opens up today i don't think we can say anything about the scandal to be honest it's it was bullish yesterday but today it's a whole other picture in terms of the election it's so close it's so close and also so uncertain this is the thing <laughs> it's so uncertain it's crazy but the fact that stocks are pumping it's very interesting i did not expect that to be honest I, and look I, I told you yesterday about this week that's gonna be very volatile on monday i told you it's gonna be very very volatile and risk reward for me doesn't make sense. And it is is like I said, because you see that it could go up a lot, it could go down a lot, but from a risk reward, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to play this. So all in all, from my risk reward calculation, in terms of trading, I'm on the sidelines until we have some some clarification of of the results. Uh, So that's quite important. Bitcoin is also surprisingly strong, you know, surprisingly strong, which is amazing to see, which makes me even more confident that we're gonna have a tremendous November for Bitcoin. Because once the election is over, normally stock market doing tremendously well. Uh, Bitcoin doing tremendously well. You know that the last election really started the Bitcoin madness, the Bitcoin bull cycle that we have been through in 2017. And right now we're are at 13.7, we're trying 13.8 over and over and over again. And it feels that we're closer and closer to breaking it because you see that we do have this very important times so where we actually go even to 14K and try 14K. So it's not even 13.8 that is right now. The biggest problem, we we go above it many times, but just that we cannot close the daily candle. We, we, can, we, we don't manage to close the daily candle above 13.8 yet, 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 yet. But let's see what's gonna happen, all in all, Personally, I think that when we see uh, more of a clear result, and look, it's not going to be clear probably for days, maybe for this entire week. But, you know, it doesn't really matter if we have some kind of clear indication what it's likely going to be, okay? What it's likely going to be. Because, of course, to count all votes probably is going to take weeks. But do we need to count all votes to have a a clear indication of who is the winner? Uh, I hope not. Because if it is the case that we don't need to count, and they're all going to be counted, but just from a public perception, from a from who is the winner pers- perspective, that we don't actually need, like, you know, th- those votes don't really matter who are not completely counted and recounted, that's going to be perfect. It's going to be the optimal scenario. Um, also, you know, if Trump loses, I- I'm a bit worried that <laughs> that we're going to have a civil unrest and the fact that he's not going to accept it and stuff like that. So from that perspective that would be quite bearish and that would be quite worrisome for the markets but all in all if we do see a clear trump victory even if all votes are not really counted yet uh, i think it's going to be tremendously bullish tremendously bullish if we have a clear Biden victory is not as bullish because then I think Trump will will have something to say about that and who knows maybe there will be a whole you know process and and this unrest with his followers not accepting it and uh, so on and so forth so it won't it wouldn't be as bullish Uh, so those are my probabilities clear Trump very bullish clear Biden not as bullish and then you know we, we come into this more and more bearish scenarios where we don't have a clear one where we have to wait for weeks and weeks and weeks to even see who is who is the winner okay and we really have to count everything to see who is the winner Th- those are a bit bit more bearish but all in all I, I think and i hope that we will have a clear picture already today tomorrow who is the winner without counting everything uh, and then in my mind stock stocks are going to do tremendously bitcoin is going to do tremendously but we'll see what's going to happen because at the end of the day it's more certainty and certainty is very good for the markets markets love certainty So let me know if you agree with that analysis or not. And yeah, according to the money markets, Trump is going to win because people are putting their money right now on Trump mostly, on the Trump futures. And this wasn't like that just six hours ago. So this can also change very, very quickly. Uh, But look, I'm very, very bullish on Bitcoin also because we're so strong in this bullish trend. You know, we've been rejected several times, but we don't care. Everything is getting bought up. As soon as we go below 13.5, we go back above very, very quickly. And BSI Still bullish, doesn't break down, very very good. Uh, ETH pumped quite nicely as well. Yesterday, you see that we are above, uh, or at least we're using this uh, 100 moving average as support. We don't we don't fall uh, through it, we don't fall below it, and we did see this nice nice pump all the way from 3 370 uh, to 390. Why is it so? Well, because we did see announcement of ETH 2.0. Now. I don't really like that they did it during election night because literally no one cares about Ethereum 2.0 during election night, okay? There are so many other things to watch, to care about and to follow. So just from a pure PR perspective, the fact that they released this uh, main engine start message, the fact that they are ready to go with ETH 2.0 deposit contract and ready to roll and everything on election night, not that good, okay? If I were... The marketing consultant for Ethereum 2.0, I would say, you know, wait next week, okay? You've already pushed it ahead for a few weeks. People are okay with waiting another week at this point. You don't want to be competing in the media jungle with election. You're not going to win. You're not going to get any attention. So from a media perspective, from an attention perspective, it's not a good day to release it on, but uh, from a fundamentals perspective, of course, it's very nice. Of course, it's very, very nice that we do have Ethereum 2.0 moving ahead and uh, probably we're going to have deposit contract this week or maybe next week. You know, with Ethereum 2.0, it's always maybe, maybe, manana, manana. So we're going to see. But all in all very bad from PR perspective, quite nice from a fundamentals perspective. And once again, whatever happens with the election, Bitcoin is the clear winner. And the only question we have is, how fast we will actually start moving up quite significantly in price, because then it's all about the, the perception of the winner. But whoever wins at the end of the day does not matter, because whatever happens, more federal fiscal stimulus monetized by the Fed and US banking system. That's what's for sure, okay? That's what for sure. Uh, and whatever happens in the Congress, whatever happens in presidency, we know for sure the monetary policy is not gonna change. Printer is gonna work very, very significantly. And right now we do have that control information also from the fed the fed had a short meeting they did not announce anything you know concrete in terms of new policy, but they have been discussing the fact that probably they have to go back to asset purchasing. Probably they have to go back to the operations they did during the spring because the economy cannot manage itself. So Federal Reserve official at their meeting in September reinforced Chairman Jerome Powell's statement that they weren't even thinking about uh, raising interest rates. And what's important also is that we did see yesterday updates about this and we didn't see anything clear 100%, but uh, it is just the fact that they are right now coming back to asset purchasing. And I think after the election, we will see it more and more and more. Uh, and uh, this is not something that's gonna change, guys. It's not something that's gonna change. Uh, so all in all, that's key. Uh, and so this is the news that you have to follow, is the Fed, what happens to the Fed and what we've seen uh, reported during the last few days. Like for example, this article and also what's coming out right now as we're speaking. Uh, since this article. So that's key. Another important thing as well is the fact that people are withdrawing their funds from exchanges, just like the moon pointed out on Twitter in a very nice way. When it is the case that we did see exchange balances go down, historically, on a grand macro level, this has been very good. Very good for the price. Why? Because people taking out funds from exchanges, they cannot sell They don't sell because that's why you have funds on exchanges, to sell. But when you take out, you cannot sell. And this is what's happening right now. The fact that we go down in exchange balances, this is very good. And the fact that historically, This was the beginning of an amazing bull market. So this is also what happened right before 2017. That exchange balances started to go down and then we did see the price perform quite significantly. And then, of course, exchange balances also continue to go up. But it's quite an important sign of the start of another parabolic move. The fact that we have to calm down in terms of exchanges. And this is what we're seeing right now. And really, we have been trending down already since 2020. And this has to do with many different factors. I think one of the most important factors overall, not only for Bitcoin, but overall, is the fact that we do have DeFi and we have uh, DeFi trading. If you have ETH, you don't need to have uh, exchange to trade to USDT. You can do on uh, Uniswap very, very easily. So the use case of exchanges is shrinking. In terms of Bitcoin, you cannot really trade Bitcoin on Uniswap, on DEXs. It's not really how it works. It's not compatible with Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is a bit different. Bitcoin is really, when you see exchange balances go down, it means that people are hodling. Alright, that's important. When exchange balances for ETH go down, it's not necessarily that people are hodling because they can still sell on Uniswap. But for Bitcoin, I feel that this is a bit stronger sign that this is bullish when exchange balances go down compared to the same news for ETH. So that's quite important. And also you see these guys, they're speaking in riddles. We did see this release on, on GitHub that the code and the system is ready for launch, Ethereum 2.0 deposit contract. But then you do see this, you know, it's not hours, it's not days left until the launch. And um, also saying, you know, this refers to a meme, this and that. So they're not very clear exactly what's going on, but it seems it seems that we do have Ethereum 2.0 deposit contract coming out already this week. And this is obviously the first uh, step of Ethereum 2.0 beacon chain. The fact that you start to deposit your Ethereum 1 into the contract and then that those funds become ETH2. So you deposit ETH1, you get ETH2. And with ETH2, you can stake on beacon chain. That's quite important. Now, moving on, um, we do see also significant moves against privacy coins, guys. This has to do, I think, with just uh, global regulations that are getting more and more strict for privacy coins, for exchanges, for all kinds of crypto operations. It is becoming stricter, 100%. And the same thing is also seen in China as you've seen, but it's way more dangerous there because you see that people are getting arrested left and right, OKX arrested, Huobi arrested. Although rumor, hobby is denying, but we do see a lot of people pointing out that they one of the core guys there is arrested. Now, across the world, in the EU, in the US, in South Korea, we see more and more strict regulation. And right now we have news from South Korea coming out that you're not allowed, you will not be allowed to have privacy coins on your exchange, which is quite important. And this is something that I've been speaking about on the channel for quite some time, that privacy coins are amazing, but in terms of exchanges, They're not going to be supported. And if you watch this channel, you know that already that we've been speaking about this for so long. And some people say, no, no, but you know, we don't care about exchanges, this and that. Um, And I get where people are coming from, that they like privacy coins. They think privacy is important. I also think privacy is important. But just from investment standpoint and from adoption standpoint, you don't have exchanges. It's very difficult for you. Okay, It's very difficult, especially because these coins are not really tradable on DEXs right now. You cannot really trade them on Uniswap, you cannot really trade them on other DEXs either. So it becomes very difficult for their community to grow when you are basically outlawed from exchanges, because that is where most of the trading happens. And that's the problem when you're not ETH compatible today, when your coin is some kind of privacy coin or some kind of other coin, you really need centralized exchanges, okay? Because otherwise nobody can trade you, nobody can buy you, nobody can really be part of your community, which is a shame and that is why I do hope we see cross-chain DEXs building as soon as possible. And we do have Polkadot ecosystem, we have other ecosystems as well uh, growing up and getting stronger. But this is just gonna continue, guys. So all in all, while privacy coins are great from the perspective of privacy, from the perspective of technology, from the perspective of adoption, they're gonna struggle more and more and more. Now we see it in South Korea, this is gonna be the same in Europe, this is gonna be the same in the US. They are gonna be outlawed from everywhere. Why is it so? because it's impossible to audit it's impossible to do the travel rule you know centralised exchanges they need travel rule which means that they need to in the future in the near future already next year they need to communicate between each other who is sending what transaction so if i send a transaction from my account let's say in kraken to your account let's say in coinbase they need to communicate with each other now of course you could say we don't need centralised exchanges screw them We don't care about this news because we don't need centralized exchanges. And that would make sense if those coins were ETH based and you could trade them on Uniswap, but you cannot. Look, you cannot trade them anywhere if, if not on centralized exchanges. So I think that's quite important to think about. The crypto bill calls for existing exchanges to employ sufficient know your customer and AML policies and exchanges must also report their operations within six months of the loss implementation in addition to not handling privacy coins virtual asset service providers are required to confirm the real names of their customers by verifying them against personal data such as national identity numbers so there you go guys now let me know whether you agree with this analysis let me know whether you agree with this analysis because you know when i started speaking about this problem with um, privacy coins already in 2018 many people have been saying no 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 ivan you know what is this fad what is this fad privacy coins are so great we don't need central exchanges even if something happens is good i don't know guess if it is good uh, let me know what you think Check. All right, this we have covered. Uh, Let's move on to other important news in terms of altcoins. I think Utrust is doing so amazingly well nowadays. Uh, And they did launch their Visa debit card right now. And you know that we are now moving to Utrust. We have removed um, Coinbase Commerce completely. You cannot pay us with crypto now because we're transitioning to Utrust. And right now, seems that they are adding also a Visa debit card, uh, which basically builds out their ecosystem. If you are a merchant there, you can basically use it as your bank account. You don't even need a bank account, the staking and stuff like that. And the important thing with Trust is not only that it's an interesting project, but also the fact that they are ready for real business use case, which Coinbase Commerce is not. Look, they're not, they're not. We've been using Coinbase Commerce for, yeah, since, what is it, May, April, something. Uh, It's been working technically. I mean, you get the money. When somebody pays you, you get the money. That's not the problem. The problem is all the features you need as a company. Okay. And if you have run a business, you understand that from a financial reporting standpoint, it becomes a hell when you just get the money and you don't get any financial statements, no financial reports. You cannot even get a nice transaction history uh, CSV file. You need to go and fetch everything from the blockchain yourself, uh, which would be okay. If they were completely open source and you had access to all their code and you had, had access to all their system, which you don't, so Coinbase Commerce, look, we, we've not had a great time with them. No, no, no. So that's why we're shifting and moving towards Utrust. So we're gonna we're gonna already I think next week have Utrust for Super Chat, and Utrust also for other uh, purchases in Academy. Uh, because they are ready for business adoption, and uh, that's the most important thing. But anyway, they are launching now with a Visa debit card, and their CEO is from PayPal, which is also very nice, bringing that whole experience. Many people also ask the following, okay? What happens when PayPal starts becoming big in crypto? But it is completely two different worlds. The reason why is that Utrust is on-chain, okay? You get crypto. You get crypto. You merchant, you paid with crypto. If you want, you can transport it into dollars, into other fiat, and you can get paid in fiat. That's good. Now, PayPal is built on top of the traditional banking infrastructure only. Okay, so I don't think they're even competing. Like ElioTrade Elio Trade says on Twitter as well, I don't really see PayPal and Utrust competing. Just like, by the way, Stripe and PayPal are not really competing either. I mean, imagine how quickly Stripe has grown. If you know about instant payments, you know there's PayPal, there's Stripe, there are a few others. The fact that PayPal was big even when Stripe started did not mean that Stripe did not have a use case because PayPal's UI is horrible, their API horrible, okay? They have a big user base, that's amazing, but when it comes to adopting it as a developer even today in comparison to Stripe, horrible, okay? in comparison to Utrust, horrible. So look, PayPal has a great, great user base, no question about that, but you, you cannot just compare, you know, this new innovative companies to the big giant, okay? Big, big giant that is PayPal. So even as PayPal is adding crypto, you cannot really compare it to Utrust, not at all. And also the fact, that with Utrust, it's simply more open, way more open to all kinds of customers. PayPal has restrictions uh, on a lot of countries and so on and so forth. And this is only going to grow in my mind, in terms of what Utrust is doing. So that's quite good to see. Another news from uh, YFDI, I wanted to explain a bit more exactly what they're doing. And we did explain in our Altcoin report already last Friday, when this was like $700, so it's almost a 2x since the report on Friday. Uh, so let me tell you, because many people think it's a stablecoin, okay, because they have DAI. And, you know, from a name perspective, it's not as, as easy to understand as with other coins, because, you know, it, it, it sounds like a stablecoin. Look, it's not a stablecoin. This, this has nothing to do with DAI, okay? It's not a stablecoin. They do use YF, which is yield farming. And, uh, you know, we did see many coins using YF. And this is also something that, you know, in my mind, it would be nice to call it something else because YF people have seen so many, you know, strange YF things through times, through the last few weeks. But uh, ignoring the name, because, you know, some people think it's some kind of die and or yield farming, ignoring the name, this project is very, very interesting for several reasons. As I told you, number one is deflationary. Deflationary like hell. Max supply 21,000 coins only, only. At the same time, you get quite nice staking rewards. Why is it so? Because a few thousand coins are reserved for stakers in the early, in the early days. That's key, but also it's a whole ecosystem. So just like we said in our report, um, look here. YfDi is a full suit DeFi platform. So we are also, uh, open sourcing a small part of our reports where users can receive residual income from the services offered. How does it work? Well, all kinds of services on top of YfDi generate Fees, okay? The generate fees. For example, you do see lending borrowing service, which is key. That lenders and depositors will be able to earn passive income by providing liquidity, while borrowers will be able to access over and under collateralized loans. So that's quite important. The fact that you do have lending, kind of like MakerDAO is doing, all right? Uh, that as long as there is activity on the network, stakers earn. That's important. Uh, also, Launchpad. When it comes to new projects, the fact that when you have a new project, you can ensure that they lock liquidity and they lock team tokens, so that's quite important, and they cannot mint new tokens. So this is also what uh, they're doing. Uh, Say swap. Also another important thing in terms of having a dex where liquidity can be locked, and you know that when a coin is trading on the dex, liquidity locked. This is a problem with Uniswap and I hope that Uniswap soon adopts some kind of feature like that because when you look at the coin on CoinGecko and you look at their volume on Uniswap and it looks high and it looks amazing and you see liquidity is looking very good as well, uh, it's not always the fact that it will be like that tomorrow because it might be just a few liquidity providers that simply withdraw everything. Okay, They They can simply withdraw all liquidity at once. So, it's not really a distributed marketplace on Uniswap most often, like on normal exchanges when you have a lot of activity, you know, a lot of people trading back and forth, back and forth. And that is how the liquidity is really created. Now, on Uniswap, the problem is that you can get rug pulled, significantly rug pulled. And this is what the guys here with uh, SaySwap, Die, is also doing that they have these DEX where liquidity is locked, team tokens locked, no mint function in contracts. So that's key and also that they uh, uh, that they um, audit, uh, get audits as well. So that's important. Uh, And then in the future, they want to have e-commerce platform this and that. It's more towards the future as well. And um, they have the license plans and so on, and so forth. Anyway, guys, do your own research. It's a bit of research that we've been doing. Staking staking and farming, by the way, you see uh, this uh, APRs, it will only continue as long as there are these coins that are locked and reserved for stakers in existence, and those will run out sooner or later. So this is not coming from inflation, which is key. You know, many coins with staking, they take the funds from, uh, from new, newly created coins, from inflation. Here, the max supply is always going to be 21 million. So there's farming, team, you can read more. And yeah, the only weakness now is that there are not, uh, uh, there are not many exchanges in terms of, you know, tier one, uh, only tier two, and they also have Uniswap. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, but do your own research on this one. Uh, but, you know, many people have been asking, so there you go. Darwinia. Another important thing that we do see with Darwinia, you know, many of these projects people have already forgotten, like Darwinia, all right? When we have this downturn in the markets, people forget about important stablecoins, important altcoins, like, for example, Darwinia. And in terms of Polkadot ecosystem, it's also important to not forget what's really happening in the blockchain world. And in the blockchain world, we do see a lot of moves in terms of new technology, you have a lot of problems as well, like, for example, right now with uh, what we're seeing with Hobby and Binance and China and everything that is going on. You see, it's a huge problem because we have countless projects that cannot get traded anywhere except central exchanges. So in my mind, it's one of the biggest problems we have right now in crypto. The fact that you cannot do cross-chain, uh, cross-chain trading, cross-chain DEX, you have to be on ETH. And if you are on ETH, you are liberated. You're liberated from decentralization, from centralized and corrupt entities that might not have your best interest in mind, always, as a project. So, in terms of of Darwinian, in terms of Polkadot, that's why I really think this is going to be important. The fact that we do see cross-chain interoperability and different kinds of DeFi ecosystems building up on different blockchains. Not only ETH. Because look, if you are on ETH, amazing, but you know, some projects don't want to be on ETH. They want to be on other blockchains, but they are really putting themselves in danger because they can be taken hostage by an exchange and their community in danger. Because if that exchange is hacked, like we've seen with KuCoin, you know, the problem with KuCoin and Origin Trail right now, that KuCoin got hacked. They got hacked, KuCoin, Okay, and they said to all projects, hey, you have to relaunch your smart contract so that the hacker does not get the funds. And if you don't relaunch your smart contract, we will not enable withdrawals and deposits for your coin. How crazy is that? It's, it's insane. They're basically taking the projects hostage. And uh, they had the problem. coin had the hack. And now they tell all projects, hey, you have to relaunch your smart contract. Crazy. Otherwise we will not allow withdrawals. and dep- It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that's key. And all in all right now, Darwinia working with the Reef DeFi to implement this further, which is quite important. Uh, then they're also, uh, having important news, we're also having important news in terms of Cake, you know, Cake DeFi, Defi on Bitcoin. It's also important because look, we have Defi on Polkadot that is growing up. We have Defi on ETH which is huge already, and then hopefully we're gonna see also something on Bitcoin. And Defi Chain is one of the few projects that is building on top of that. And right now, they are selected as some of the most important projects. I mean, one, two, three, four, <laughs> the fifth important project in terms of staking, uh, Cake Defi. So there you go and cake defi and defi chain are are connected so there you go guys this is the outcome forest of today hope you enjoyed hope you learned a lot hope you learned something that's the most important thing we're rolling a short blockbuster and then we go into the q a questions and answers so stay tuned short blockbuster and then q a let's go guys There we go, there you go, guys. Let's check the latest numbers. How fast is this thing really updating? Let's check. Biden takes more lead. I think in the beginning of the show, he had 225, now it's 238. Yeah, like I told you, if we do see a Biden victory, it might be a bit bearish, maybe quite bearish, because Trump is not gonna let it go. It's gonna be a bunch of stuff a bunch of uh i think problems if trump does not win i yeah yeah we're gonna see guys yo yo jason what's up jason i uh as i just go to my first FIA job now finally can afford your weekly ah nice 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 nice, nice. jason email support at ivan dot academy support at ivan dot uh, we don't really have a site but we, we have an email <laughs> where you can where you can get a link uh Real-time, yes. Yeah, I think this is real-time, yes. Associated Press has not called this race. Yes. Let's see, so which states we have? We have Nevada, not decided, but Biden leads. We have Wisconsin. We have Michigan. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, it is very close, it is very close, but it was even closer previously. Uh, hey Ivan, how long do you think money printer can go better before we start seeing inflation, or is it already inevitable when velocities? I think that it is already inevitable when velocity of money starts kicking in, because velocity of money right now is low, so we do see a bunch of money being printed, but it is on the sidelines. And all in all, It's a bit difficult to say exactly when it's going to happen because it all depends uh, what the central bank is going to do. If we continue at the same rate, I think it might happen very, very soon, sooner than many people think. Already in 2022, 2023, I think we might see some significant, significant inflation. But it can all be changed if the U.S. government and the, the Fed decide to, for example, raise interest rates and they do basically a 180. So it's not really a given, of course, that we will see some kind of you know super duper inflation. But I think we will because nobody will want to take responsibility and to really say okay guys now we're gonna raise interest rates, okay guys now we're gonna uh, go into a recession because when you do that you basically declare a recession. You say okay we're gonna gonna increase interest rates, we're gonna stop stimulating and many companies will go bankrupt because nobody buys their bonds and that is how they get money. They don't get money from their customers, they get only money from the government that buys their bonds Uh, and if the government stops doing that we're gonna see massive, massive, massive unemployment, bankruptcies, which we have to see. It sounds harsh, but this is the kind of things we have to see because winners need to loo- uh, win and losers have to lose. Right now we have losers winning because the government gives them extra extra funds uh, by buying bonds, stimulating the markets. And the uh, winners are not winning because they, in many cases they don't even have a chance. They don't even have a chance to grow up uh, and, and build something amazing because they are competing with all of these zombie companies that shouldn't even be here, okay? Uh, quite interesting, quite interesting. Uh, Greece gets squashed. Yes, exactly. Uh, hey, uh, Parsec Boost has been airdropped yesterday. Your prediction for next days for Parsec Boost. Oh man, next days nobody knows. Uh, is there a way to see how much activity there is on Polkadot uh, blockchain? Uh, not really, because the blockchain is not launched. You see, uh, Polkadot will be launching next year. What we have right now is Kusama. Kusama is the testnet, which is not really a testnet anymore. It's kind of its own thing as well, but it is created by the same guys that created the Polkadot. Uh, But Kusama is the one where people are right now launching things and trying out things. Um, And the Kusama will be easier for projects to launch on because it will be easier to get a slot. You know, as a project, you need to get a slot in the Polkadot ecosystem. Um, So, all in all, we cannot really see any stats, there are no stats at the moment. Uh, But what we do see is community, technology, projects building, and that's the most important thing at this point in time. And as soon as we actually have live networks, then we we can see stats as well, but we don't have any good stats at the moment. Uh, Let's see. Hey, Ivan, what are your thoughts on uh, Binance Smart Chain? Uh, Binance Smart Chain, I've already explained it many times. I don't see it as uh, some kind of competitor to ETH or to any other public blockchain because it's branded by a company. So it's also probably probably highly uh, influential. Binance is highly influential over Binance Smart Chain. Anything else would be crazy to say. So it doesn't have this neutral... Uh, credibility. But there are many projects, there are many projects that are building, that are launching, they want to work with Binance, they want to be on Binance Chain. Binance Chain is faster, probably it can serve as some kind of layer 2 solution, some kind of sidechain kind of setup that you have. You have your Dapp on ETH, you can have some execution on the Binance Chain. So this is the, the way I see Binance Chain growing. I don't think it will be its own core blockchain for projects to build on that, you know, that they use only Binance Chain. I see it more as a supplement. Uh, that many projects have their own core applications on ETH or something else, and then on Binance Chain, maybe you have something as well. But in many cases, you know, it's it's mainly used for business. People want to get close to Binance, they launch something on Binance Chain. So, that's a strong fundamental, the fact that people want to be close to Binance, yes. Uh, exactly. Um, track is still blocked for deposit withdrawals on KuCoin. Exactly. So, this is my understanding as well, that track is blocked because um, Origin Trail, they don't want to relaunch the smart contract. Why, why would they? They did not get hacked. KuCoin was hacked. And now KuCoin is telling everyone hey, relaunch your coin where you exclude the hacked uh, addresses. So the hacker doesn't have funds. But it's crazy. I mean, the whole idea with Origin Trail is that you have one coin, one smart contract, you don't change it. And some projects are okay with changing. I, we did see Parsec change and a few others ch- change, but for OriginTrail, it doesn't work. So they don't want to relaunch and KuCoin basically takes the whole situation hostage and they say, okay, you don't want to relaunch, no withdrawals, no deposits, that's it. And then they claim in social media that it's something with uh, OriginTrail, that you know, that KuCoin is waiting for OriginTrail to respond to them. While the guys on Twitter have been responding all the time, telling KuCoin, hey, what are you doing? what are you doing yeah it's not that good actually so that's why it's not good when projects get take hostage get taken hostage by centralized exchanges that's why you need dexes. It's the only way out yo jason will using the centralized exchange become illegal i don't think so because it is just a blockchain protocol just like bitcoin ethereum and now you can just swap between different assets i don't see it as privacy coins, because with privacy coins, there is no way to audit anything, okay? With DEXs, you have all transactions completely public. So there is no real way to, you know, launder money or something. Many people say that, you know, when a hacker uses an exchange, uh, like Uniswap to launder money because he's trading, he's somehow hiding the tracks. But you're not hiding the tracks because on Uniswap you can follow all trades. Everything is public. So I don't really put it in the same category as, for example, privacy coins where their market share is right now being heavily taken down by regulators because you cannot trade them on central exchanges. I don't think that regulators will be able to do anything about decentralized exchanges. It's like another crypto, you know, another crypto project and now you can just switch. So the main thing is that you can follow all transactions and in many cases I think regulators are quite happy that you can see all transactions, you can see what people are doing, you can see what they're actually doing with their funds. They have no control over it, so I think in many cases it will just be a core infrastructure layer of the Internet, the fact that you can do trading on the Internet without middlemen. so I don't know how you're going to make it illegal, but they're probably going to try. Look, they're probably going to try to do something like they're, they are doing right now with encryption. They're trying to, you know, ban encryption in one way or another. They will try to do something, I'm sure. But uh, it's going to be like with Bitcoin, you know, what What do you do, really? What do you do? You could ban from uh, people from using it, but um, yeah. It's way easier to tax it, it's way easier to do many other things. So that's my only worry, that when it comes to this, you know, trading and stuff like that, that they're gonna have some kind of rule where it's even more difficult to report taxes or something, something. So there you go. But to enforce all the regulation that is needed, let's say that Uniswap, because they have the front end, they have the website, they need to enforce some regulation. Um, you, you don't even need to use their, their site. You can use Etherscan to interact with smart contracts. That's actually quite interesting, what Etherscan is really right now. Because Etherscan, you know, it's not really only a block explorer. It's not a block explorer for ETH. It's actually a front-end <laughs> for all smart contracts, okay? You go to Etherscan, you look at a smart contract, you can interact with it. You go on Etherscan, you go to Uniswap smart contract, you can start the trading on Uniswap through Etherscan. So, Etherscan is kind of like, you know, the Google right now of Ethereum. And the question, the only question I have, which is quite interesting, do they have any responsibility by allowing access and providing a user interface? And to me, it seems that they don't, because I've been listening to a few interviews with all of these crypto lawyers that have been discussing that as long as you only provide a non-custodial wallet, non-custodial, just front-end, you know, Uh, or a non-custodial way of interacting with a smart contract, you don't have any regulation or anything, okay? It's just a wallet. So that's what Etherscan is doing. they're just providing an interface to interact with smart smart contract. At the same time, it's important to note that Kim.com launched a website a few years ago for sharing files. And because of the movie industry, you know, he got heavily, heavily, heavily prosecuted Right now, he's in New Zealand waiting for his uh, trial to get uh, what is called that you get sent to the U.S. And he's looking at uh, quite a few years in prison. So just because something seems that it shouldn't be a problem, it's not necessarily always not a problem. When he did mega upload, he did the same thing. Extradition. Yeah, exactly. Extradition. He did the same thing like Google is doing right now with Google Drive that uh, Microsoft is doing with OneDrive that Apple is doing with iCloud. I mean, he did exactly the same thing. You can upload files and you can share links to those files. That was that was mega upload. Uh, so w- why should he face any consequences because of that is crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, so the same thing I'm afraid might happen in crypto as well. That some of these projects, they get some severe consequences, not because it makes sense, but because it's a new industry that is disrupting and revolutionizing a bunch of stuff. So, that's a danger, that's a clear danger, yeah. Hey Ivan, how can you get involved in private sales, for example, Bondly or... you, you better need to be useful. You need to be useful in terms of, okay, can you help the team with uh, development? Can you help the the team with tokenomics? You need to really be involved in communities. You need to be helpful. You need to, for example, can you read white paper and give feedback? Can you read something else and give feedback? I mean, these kinds of things, you need to be useful somehow. Uh, Because in many cases, it's not about the money at at that point, okay? It's basically, you know, can this guy help the project? Um, And if yes, perfect. Can you help with auditing the code? Can you help with, you know, whatever, really? But you need to also get noticed and known. So you need to be in all of these, you know, telegrams and stuff like that. So that's quite important. So that's quite important. Um, but all in all, is on, it only makes sense to be in in private sales at the beginning of the bull market, like we are in right now. You know that this, these things, they, they quickly, quickly uh, become quite, uh, quite, even more risky. It's risky now, but soon it's going to be even more risky. So that's key. have a very thoughts regarding competition between services like uh, Swipe and, and Utrust? They're not competing. I mean, Utrust is for merchants, okay? Uh, it's not really a card business. It's like, if you know transfer-wise, they have a card. They're not competing with uh, American Express, okay? <laughs> this is for businesses, but also for consumers, but mainly for businesses, okay? Uh, so, I, the, the biggest opportunity for Utrust is uh, corporate adoption, okay? And we're going to report how it works for us. So, we're going to launch the integration already next week, probably, already next week. We will see how fast the developers develop. Developers are going to be developing. Uh, hey, Ivan, I see that you follow Sora on Twitter. Oh, man, I follow all kinds of stuff. Don't really make any conclusions about what I follow on Twitter. But okay, have you spoken about it before? Yeah, I was talking about it. It's, they have Polkaswap, which is interesting. When we're talking about Uniswap and the fact that we need Uniswap cross-chain, Polkaswap is uh, quite nice. You get paid user rewards if you swap on the HODL, HODL, HODL app. Yes, yes. Hey, Ivan. How can we how can we find first when a project is on Uniswap? For example, Andrew Cronier. You need to follow the addresses, uh, what they're doing with the address. But uh, Christian, I have to say you're a bit late to the party, <laughs> because these kinds of uh, things that you you know you look for the latest project on Uniswap in order to FOMO in. You're a few months late, because we did it in June, okay? <laughs> you, you know, you, you try to be the first one into some kind of Uniswap gem, you hope it pumps. It, we, we've, been, we've been through it already, it, it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> but you, on Uniswap, you can just see uh, which, uh, the, the smart contract activity, okay? So then you see when new coins are launching. Yo, 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 Cryptogenic with the big strong guy. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Uh, hey, Ivan, I've heard you bought fake Bondly NFT. No. The scammers, they, uh, they transfer the fake NFTs to a bunch of people. Uh, so it looks real. I, I don't buy NFTs, guys, on, uh, in terms of, you know, fake ones. And, uh, um, and I don't buy NFTs on Rarible. If I want to get an NFT, I go to the team. Uh, or I go to the team's website, okay, but on Rarible, it's, uh, it's a bit of a cancer, you know, that search function, it's crazy It's crazy, it's crazy Yeah, so Rarible is, um, is not good And I think, I re- yeah, so I received the real one and also a bunch of fake ones that people send me as well But don't use uh, Rarible, guys, for, for search and this, it's horrible Like, you know, the search and the stuff that's... Um, Going on on Rarible, it's not good. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to show because it's... I I get the point. They're trying to do, you know, this discovery and stuff and uh, the fact that you can find different... And they they have been trying to do a good job with wheezing out the scams, but they're just too many scams. I mean, <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so I think this one is real. Basile gentleman, is this the one? Yeah, I think this one is real. I think so, that this one is real. Anyway, uh, I'll take a closer look. This one is real, and I got it from Basile. Yeah, see, so Bondly verified account, and then this guy, and then he. Yeah. So they transferred, Basile transferred, yeah, got it. But also a bunch of scammers transferred to me as well. Uh, Okay, guys, more questions, let's do the last one, let's do the last one. Uh, Other projects, building out learning certificates. Um, Yeah, there are a few, I don't remember them, but we're gonna do, in Academy we were thinking about doing our own, yeah. Uh, Rent BTC or wrapped Bitcoin? Oh, man, it's uh, interesting. I, I long-term run BTC, but short-term run BTC is also highly centralized short-term. Um, so that's how it is. That being said, guys, thanks a lot for being here. Thanks a lot for contributing to the show yet, yet again with good questions. And uh, Alex, wouldn't learning certificates be non-transferable? Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, good thing that they're not transferable. Because otherwise you can sell them, you can buy them, so they should be non-transferable. Exactly. But guys, thanks all for being here. Thanks all for contributing to the show yet again. We will be back 8 a.m. Central PM Time tomorrow. Let me refresh this thing. See how it goes. Trump versus, but yeah, I mean, it is quite close. It is quite close. Let's see. Can we see how many? So if this this thing is 16, this thing is 15. So it's like 31, 51. So Trump basically needs, like, all this for, to be confirmed. And Biden, I mean, what does he need to do? If he gets this... Ha! You know, when you look at it like this, how the hell will Biden win? You see, he needs basically to capture a few of the red ones that are still not decided. He needs to turn them. But you see, if he wins this, he's going to have 244 and then he has this, what is this? 4. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good for Biden, guys. Because, you see, you need 270. And all of these undecided states, Trump is leading. So for Biden to win, he actually needs to flip one of these pink ones. Very interesting. Huh, so that is why Trump coin is pumping. All right, it's actually not as I mean, when you look just at these numbers, it looks like he's leading and that it is quite close. But then you look at who is leading, you know, here in the leading states, in in undecided states. It's actually, yeah. Interesting, interesting, guys, interesting. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we're gonna see. But to summarize, to summarize, Trump win, big pump. Trump wins clearly. I think it's going to be a big bump. Uh, Trump loses, quite worrisome, because we might see Trump coming out and saying, hey, it's all fake, it's all fraud, (laughs) and then it's not going to be good, okay, for the markets, for the markets. Uh, Biden wins slightly, I mean, still we're going to have this problem with Trump not accepting it. Biden's wins big, of course, it's a bit better, because then it's going to be difficult for Trump to really say anything. But if Biden wins slightly, guys, yeah, it's not good. And if uh, Trump wins slightly, uh, I think it's, it's it can also be a bit uncertain, but uh, it feels that, you know, Biden is not going to be as crazy as Trump in case he loses. <laughs> so in terms of markets, look, we're not talking about politics. I o- I only care about markets, how this will affect markets. So anyway, guys, see you all tomorrow, 8 a.m. Have a good day. Enjoy. Hope you learned something. And see you all tomorrow. Goodbye, 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 goodbye guys. <laughs>